Strength Matters Media, video, print, podcasts. Hey, it's Josh Kennedy, host of the Fit Over 30 podcast, and today we're talking about speed, power, and plyometrics for people over 30. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast, the podcast for people over 30 who want to lose weight, get stronger, and live better. If you're new to the show, we release a new episode every Tuesday. But if you're listening to this and you're not part of the inner circle, you're missing out on some great content. Video courses, books, masterclasses, workouts, private groups, and our coveted monthly grid magazine. You can discover our very best content and join us at strengthmatters.com forward slash inner circle. Now back to the show. This is the Fit Over 30 podcast. If you're new to the show, it's great to have you here. Please make sure you subscribe and review. Uh, That way we can reach more people and keep giving out great free content. I am your host, Josh Kennedy. uh, And with me, as always, is my co-host, James Breeze. James, how are you doing? How was your weekend? I just thought I'd give you a round of applause for uh, getting that intro correct this time. Um, Well, nobody nobody will know that I messed it up because it'll be edited out. So well, now, now they will. Now they <laughs> now will. they will. Yeah, now they'll know. This is brilliant. Good. I'm good. Thanks, Josh. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. All right. Had a good bank holiday weekend. Yeah. Was it Goodison Park for Everton's one 0 win over Chelsea? It was awesome and absolutely mental. Good times. <laughs> Still a long way to go, was, though. Hey, long way to go. Indeed, I was cheering them on for you, uh, nonetheless. Nonetheless, I was helping you out. I was trying. I was willing you over the over the hurdle. There you go. That's my bit for everything. Done <laughs> Thank this. you. Thank you. Great. Very good. Great. Anything else? Any any cooking es- es- escapades this weekend? Uh, not really. No. no, nothing fancy. Cooked a uh, tikka masala curry yesterday. Actually, that was, that was my. It's not really an escapade. It's just a curry. Oh, yeah. nothing. nothing fancy. It's nice. Oh, Cafe Delights bit, website. Bit. There you go. Chicken tikka masala on Cafe Delights website. It's a good recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, what about you? Great. Uh, well, the first game of the season for cricket. Uh, took a catch off the first uh, delivery of the game, uh, and then it all went downhill after that. Even though we did, <laughs> uh, I didn't. Uh, Ari scored four this weekend, so uh, it wasn't the best weekend for me. But hey, first of the season, many more games to go. Indeed. And- Indeed. Right. Shall we? Um, shall we crack on with what we're uh, what we're talking about? I Which is had today, we? uh, it's all, all this filler. Speed, no. Yeah, <laughs> speed, power, and plyometrics for people over thirty. Um, which is the sexy stuff, as we call it. Everyone wants to do uh, the sexy stuff, and now we're going to really disappoint people by saying maybe you shouldn't do it quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, I hate disappointing people. But at the same time, this is this has stemmed from the last few days uh, seeing in the gym. I don't know what it is, uh, but summer's around the corner, so everybody's starting to do plyometrics. Like it's crazy. Like it, it's everywhere. I'm seeing it. People doing absurd jumping, absurd trying mm. to do clapping burpees into box over. Ju- it, it, I, I don't even know how to describe some of them. Um, but I've just been seeing him in the, in the burpee gym. Over, go burpee to. over box or something. Burpee over box with claps. And, honestly, I don't know where they're learning this stuff from, but like it's it's horrific. It's absolutely horrific. And then I've seen two people, literally two people over the course of the weekend, um, clip themselves in the box because they couldn't jump high enough because they're too fatigued and they fall over and one person hurt her ankle. So just to say that this person is probably in her early 20s, 
not over mm-hmm. 30, but nonetheless, these lessons and principles today will hopefully apply to you to understand and put things in perspective when it comes to your training, hopefully. As best yeah. I possibly can. So, yep. um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm going to try not to be the fun police or the fun, you know in in here at all. Because I get, I understand where plyometrics is fun and it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's kind of cool to try it out with it. But you've got to ask yourselves whether you are doing fitness for fun or fitness for training and long term uh, health and well being. Yeah, because the two sometimes yeah. don't go hand in hand. Yeah, is the best absolutely, way. To put it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, do you? Well, should we, should we can. Describe where plyometric comes within our hierarchy of athletic development, which we've talked about before. It is, um, it is a layer three component as far as we're concerned. Um, so layer one, mobility, stability, balance, and coordination. Layer two, strength and aerobic capacity. Layer three is power, speed, agility, and aerobic capacity. And that's where everyone wants to go and do all, and do mm-hmm. all the sexy stuff. Um, but you've got to address your layer one and layer two components first, because if there's things missing in those components, then one, higher risk of injury, two, you might not be quite quite ready, quite strong enough to do two uh, plyometrics mm-hmm. and get the benefits that you actually are hoping to get from said plyometrics or speed and power. Yeah. Well, exactly. So that in, in, a, in a bigger sense, uh, you've got to think about why we're doing speed and plyometrics. Work. Now, you've got for sporting prowess on one side, but then you've got health and longevity on the other side. Now, it's really important. You need to be able to stop yourself from falling over, like be able to get back up and spring back up if you do fall over and trip or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to leap out of the way of danger, like an oncoming car, whatever those sorts of things. You need that Well, that, well those are the real-world applications. Go. Those are the real-world applications for this stuff. Yeah, jumping out yeah. the way of, of something, sprinting something. to save a child in front of a car, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All, all these things, that's, that's real world applications. You've got to think of these two things. So I want to say that you do need speed and power in your life. You do need some agility in your life as well. However, there's a yeah. progression and way to get there to set you up for the long haul. Um, and that, that's really important. Like you said, it's, it's a layer three thing in our hierarchy. However, you need to be able to have this st- all the mobility, stability, balance, coordination to begin with, because sometimes in, in plyometric work, guess what you're going to be doing? You're going to be jumping and bouncing on one leg. Yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't got the balance and stability standing still, how do you expect to do it when there's lots of forces and lots of movement going on? Yeah, and your body won't let you generate the power that you want, that you really want to, to generate. And it's going to be holding you back. You got, if you lack that mobility and stability, balance, your body's going to have the brakes on. So you're not going to be getting the benefits anyway that you want from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also you've got to think as well is that now you've got the, the layer one stuff and you've got layer two, which is strength and aerobic capacity. You need, you need to recover from some of the plyometric work that you'd be doing so you can go again and, and just do it over and over again. Because if you're not fit enough, you're always going to yeah. struggle no matter what your strength training and plyometric work. But in terms of strength training, think about the um, extra forces going through your body as you're doing these low-level, you know, maximal plyometric work or sub-maximal plyometric work, there's a lot more force going through your body. And if your tendons and ligaments and the muscles are just aren't ready to cope with that extra force, you're then adding mm. yourself at more risk for danger of injury as well. I'm not saying it will happen, but you're at higher risk yeah. and it's likely to happen if you keep on doing it over and over again, yeah. which is really key. Absolutely. So, and, you know, and the way to think about it is this. Think about 
you know, when you're running or if, if you're jogging is a good example, you have three to three and a half times force going through each, you know, your body, every step you take. It goes up to seven times mm-hmm. when you're sprinting. You know, you've got to, you're going to fit somewhere within that realms when it comes to plyometric work yeah. as well. So if you're doing box jumps on, on and off things all the time, jumping down, it's got every, every jarring moment is going to go through your body. And it's really important as well because you've got to think about your body weight too. Um, because your body weight comes into, into the equation, not just for health, but for plyometric work. If somebody who is 60, if they take somebody who's the same height, say they're six foot, um, and you know, same athletic ability. However, somebody weighs 80 kilos or 200 pounds-ish, and then someone weighs 150 pounds, you know, 60 kilos-ish. Well, mm-hmm. you've got here like two different forces going through that same body that of those people, of those people going here. You've got to take that into consideration as much as possible. So, you know, if you are slightly overweight, if your waist to height ratio is maybe over 0.5, then maybe plyometric works, or especially maximal plyometric work isn't right for you yet. So mm-hmm. it's not about saying no, it's about getting the body ready and able and uh, in a safe place to perform it because we do need it. Yeah. So you've got to do the groundwork and you know never skip the basics. <laughs> That's what we're trying mm. to say. Get the foundations, get the basic in place so you can set you up for strength, power, speed, and all this wonderful sporting prowess that you need for day-to-day life and your sporting activities later on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Which is but you can do like, so, you know, you can start something like as simple as an agility ladder. You can do that kind of thing to start get, start working on your footwork because your footwork is incredibly important when you're doing speed and power. Yeah. But that's, you know, low impact, pretty safe for most people to do. And and it's fun as well. So agility yeah, drills. Absolutely. You know, like if you have just... Even a jump rope. Because yeah, I say, we don't want to be the fun level. police. <laughs> yeah. You know, like even at lower level, you've got the, you have the, the agility ladder, you've got like some jump rope stuff that you can do to help start yeah. prepare, which is, I think is a great way for people as well to get ready to running. Um, yeah. You've got that yeah. too. So there's, you know, there's all these things, other things you can do at the lower end of the scale before you go to these fancy yeah. crazy hurdle jumps or these depth box jumps off like two meters yeah. or something crazy like that. So there's all these things into yeah. here. But what, what I want to help try and get people across is like, before you go to plyometrics, if you want to train and train properly and have a system behind this, you've got to have some certain standards in place first. And we'll, well, I think we'll try and cover some of them now to give you an idea of where you should yep. be at if you want to maximize your training, right? I'm not saying you, yep. you can't do them earlier on but if you want to really maximize your strength training and your plyometric work to be the most robust everyday athlete over 30 you can be then these standards will stand you in good stead and which are quite hard to achieve but once you get them then it's going to really set you up for the long haul uh yes indeed let's start with uh, the the most basic test then which um i don't know how many times we 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 seem to talk about this on every podcast at the moment but that shows you how important it is i guess balance testing single leg balance here we go again (laughs) exactly like 30 seconds can he do is can you stand on one leg with your eyes closed for 30 seconds like both legs not just one both legs yeah uh so important you know you've got to think about it think about um you've got your feet and your I've got your brain's got to know where your feet are at all times, essentially, um, yeah. in the nicest possible way. You've got to know where you replace the movement. You've got to make sure you have proprioception underfoot because if you're sticking a landing on two feet or even one foot, sometimes applying metrics, 
If the brain yeah. ain't happy, if you don't know, doesn't know where your feet are going to be at, there's a high chance of you maybe rolling your ankle because it's not happy and it's not ready. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. It's as, you know, you need to know where your, where your feet are and the rest of your body is in space and time. To, and, and I was going to say, people might be thinking, well, of course my brain knows where my feet are. It's, they're under the end of my legs, but that's not quite how it works. Because <laughs> as soon as you take your... Um, as soon as you take your eyes away, suddenly the brain starts freaking out. And it doesn't, can't always figure out where it is in space. And it? it's like, yeah. hang it, it starts hanging on for dear life. So it, it is, sounds simple, single leg balance, 30 seconds, eyes closed, each leg, uh, give it a go and see how you get yeah. on. It, it just enables the judge limb movements better. That's, I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, as simple as straightforward. But yeah, it is really important. And again, it's one of those ones that people want to skip over because they think they can do it. But I promise you now, most people cannot, particularly over 30, who haven't trained for a while and who uh, have been lacking any balance and coordination work in their training. So that's, that's a good starting point. Let's have this in place. Let's protect those ankles. <laughs> let's protect those everything else going on and let's be safe yeah. and sure. So we're there. Uh, and then we've got the strength. Uh, and quickly, bef- hang on, hang on, well, hang on. Don't jump ahead. Don't jump ahead. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, if people out there do try and struggle with it, uh, quick tip. Stand on one foot while you're cleaning your teeth every day. Perfect. Uh, yeah. But, but with your eyes open, let me just say that, with your eyes open. Uh, yep. And that'll help improve your balance. There you go. So, uh, it's a simple, simple trick. Okay, Doesn't cool. Do. Let's go on to the uh, strength testing. Strength testers. Now, these are layer, what we call 2.2. So in layer two, we split things into 2.1 and 2.2. So I want to speak specifically about the higher level testing. I, I don't want to go into the full layer 2.1 stuff because there's no, lots no. of stuff in there from pull-ups and stuff like that. But like when we get people to layer 2.2, look at four key areas we want to look at, a deadlift, a, a squat, like a back squat we use, and then what we call the 75% body weight farmers carry, um, and split squats. And I think those are the, those are the four areas we want to really want to work on here. Now, let's talk about the deadlift. Now, these numbers are not elite by any stretch of the imagination. However, what we want to have is a baseline of one and a half times body weight for men, 1.25 times body weight for women, and be able to perform five reps of each. That just gives yeah. us a baseline level of strength. It's not elite. It's not world beaters in terms of powerlifting, but it's a good baseline that I think everyone should aim for and be able to maintain throughout life. Yeah, it's strong enough. It basically it's strong enough. It's a good yeah. starting point. Yeah, yeah. I think lots of people could argue how much is strong enough, but like in experience, speaking to other great uh, coaches around the world, and from what we've seen working with clients, that's such a good benchmark. That people, it's achievable by most people, um, and anything above that becomes more specific and technical towards mm. the sport, and it's a just a good foundation to have. So we think having that as a baseline is a starting point for this. Now in terms of back squat. We're looking for five we- five five webs five five, five webs <laughs> five webs. We're looking for five reps at uh, body weight. Um, and again, this is this is not again not world beating, but we're looking at good movement patterns because it's a lot of load mm-hmm. on your back. Considering can you perform it and looking at the weight here, so you can just able to maintain it. There are other stuff. There's another squat pattern we look at now as well, which I think is a bit harder or considerably harder yeah. if you ask me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and that's the 75% body weight Bulgarian split squat or rear foot elevated split squat. You know, you're having 75% of your entire body weight spread over two hands and you're going to do eight reps on each leg, right? 
Um, you're going to rest yep. 60 seconds in between legs to give, a, give your grip a little bit of a rest in between to make sure you can do it on both legs. But that is where I want to see Stan. I want to see great single leg strength world yeah. um, work first before we go into the LCL. It's, just, it's, a bit safe, it's a bit of a more safer test to do as well. So 75% body weight is hard. For eight reps, that's, you know, you're mm-hmm. looking at you know, strength yeah. endurance type work there. Um, but think about it when it comes to jumping. What do you need to do? You need to have, be able to create, you need strength to create power. <laughs> um, yeah. You need to be able to, you know, jump high and use that force uh, appropriately. And if you haven't got enough strength, well, then how are you going to generate force? Yeah, exactly. In, in nice yeah, cool. And the last so, one? Uh, the 75% bodyweight farmers carry. So um, it's more of a... Well, think about this way. So it's, it's, again, it's spreading 75% of your body weight across two hands and going for a walk. Can you do it for 90 seconds without re-gripping, without changing anything and uh, dropping the weights? Okay? With good it's, posture. It's, that's the tip. With good posture. It is. The reason it is, uh, the best way to put it is it's to train and make sure the stabilizers in the body are strong enough. What do I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Think about a car. Imagine a car that looks strong on the outside but doesn't have any brakes. It's not good. <laughs> Not yep. good in any way, shape, or form. So what we're looking at, at the, is in that test, it's not just grip strength, core work. It's like a walking plank, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. We are looking at the stabilizers and stabilizing muscles to make sure they're firing correctly. They're strong enough to withhand the forces that you're going to be putting through yourself when you go into plyometric type work. Um, so that's what we're looking at here. So those are the four, you know, it's, it is four, yeah, uh, five, actually. Oh, four. It is four, isn't it? I'm, I'm losing trail of thought. Um, to make sure. Those are the four tests. And it's, it's hard. It's harder than you think. Now, some of you may be thinking that, great, I can do them. I can, I can do plyometric work. Well, in our other tests, have you got the mobility? Have you got the cardiovascular capacity to do it? There's yeah. other things here. But in terms of strength, we're just giving those numbers. And I think we'll, t- we'll talk more in depth on the Insider podcast uh, later on about specific exercises and certain standards uh, that you can do too. But that, that just gives you an idea of what you can do and how to how to apply it. Exactly, exactly. So are we going to go into some basic plyometrics? So if, let's just say, somebody has got those tests uh, and they want to do some uh, plyometrics, where should they start? Yeah, so at the bottom of the ladder, I think is a good way to put it. So you've got these standards, you've got these, you've got these standards, you've got these standards in place. So therefore, your goal now is to make sure that you want to start training them and be more athletic for the sport, whether it's running, team sports, or whatever it is. So my advice is start. I've made a, we made a list in like kind of order of priorities. So if we're thinking about uh, just starting out, like I said, basic agility ladder work, just simple footwork in and out is really good. Got jump rope. Then we can go power skipping next in the ladder, and then. You know, we're talking about vertical jumps. That's the first real, like, yeah. next la- ladder thing here on two legs. It's really important to say we go two legs first, develop that before going to single leg work. So uh, vertical jumps, long jumps, they're great. Um, uh, plyometric, basic plyometric work. You can classify them as jumping mm-hmm. a, bit, a, little, a little bit as well. Well, they are jumps. But, you know repeated things you know repeated jumps not just one or two we're doing repeated yeah. movements that's what plyometrics is so we're not just doing one up a you know, maximal contraction to do once no we're doing repeated movements so jumping continuously and the idea then going into tuck jumps 
Um, and then you've got, once you've done all the, the two-legged bilateral stuff, then you've got the unilateral stuff where you can do single-leg hops, single-leg jumps, um, bounding, and then you've got box jumps and depth box jumps at the top of that list as well. So that's kind of a, like a simple ladder going up in levels of progressions and how complex you want to go it. And also in terms of plyometrics, the further up the chain you get, the more you want to be working in different directions, not just front and back, you know, side to mm. side, diagonally, all these other things as well. That's really important. So it, there's a mixture of things yeah. in place here, but you've got to get the strength standards right first, get the balance standards right, and then build up slowly and over time. Yeah, absolutely. And if when you do your speed, power and uh, plyometric work, do it at the very start uh, of your workout. That's where it should always come, right at the start. Any skill yeah. work, agility, anything like that comes at the start. Absolutely. Absolutely. So but there you go. I just I hope that helps. I hope it gives an idea of how we look at plyometrics. I think it's very important. Uh, I think we'll go into more specific details now on some uh, progressions and advanced work with plyometrics on the Insider podcast that we're doing with some Indeed. Of our clients. Indeed. Uh, we're going to jump on that in a minute. If people want to join the Insider podcast, want to listen, how, how can they do it? Cool. They can easily do it. Um, they can become a bronze member and get some, some selected access. So there's restricted access by going to strengthmatters.com forward slash inner circle. Or if you upgrade and become a silver member, you can do that too by forward slash inner circle on strengthmatters.com and become a member. Then you get unrestricted access to all our content, including your training room hours, books, masterclasses, webinars, everything else in between. Um, so there you Indeed. go. I highly recommend absolutely it. Absolutely. we definitely of... share more stuff. Cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there's tons of free content there, ebooks, magazine, old uh, back issues of the magazine, as you say, training room hours, tons and tons of information. Uh, so yeah, come and uh, come and join us on the uh, in uh, inside inside a little, little inner circle. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> come and join us in the inner circle uh, and get all that great free content and on the Insider podcast as well. Uh, thank you, James. Cheers for that. No worries. Thank you. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Over 30 podcast with Josh Kennedy and James Breeze. If you love listening to these episodes, then please let somebody else know about this podcast. That's how you can help it grow. And the more it grows, the more free content we can bring to you. Also, if you'd like to learn more about how we help people over 30 with a more bespoke training solution, you can book in for a free consultation with us at strengthmatters.com forward slash call right now.